بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Sacrifices in the personal life of the beloved Prophet His struggles in abstaining from worldly pleasures. An Abi Umamata al-Bahili radiyallahu taran anil Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal Arada aliyya rabbi liyaja'ala li batha'a makkata dhahaba Fakultu la ya rabbi walakin ashba'u yawman wa aju'u yawman O qala thalasan anahwa hada Fa'idha ju'tu tadarra'tu ilayka wa dhakartuka Fa'idha shabi'tu shakartuka wa hamidtuka Rawahu al-Ahmad wa al-Tirmadhi O qala al-Tirmadhi Hada hadithan hasanam Abu Umama al-Bahili radiyallahu ta'ala narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, My Lord offered to me to turn the valley of Makkah into gold for me, to which I replied, No, my Lord. Rather, I wish to eat to my fill one day and stay hungry one day, so that when I am hungry, I, am, I will implore you and remember you, and when I am full, I will praise you and be grateful to you. Commentary. The great Hadith Master, Mullah Ali Ghari rahmatullahi alayhi writes, Know that abstinence and poverty of the Prophet ﷺ was voluntary. It was, not, it was not brought upon him through compulsion and it continued to the day of his demise. In other words, the Prophet ﷺ did not abstain from worldly pleasures simply because of his circumstances. Rather, he chose a life of simplicity and austerity for specific reasons. Some of the reasons mentioned by commentators are Number one, out of mercy for the weak and poor of this ummah. Number two, to be an example and role model for them in how to exercise patience in difficulties. Number three, to prove the superiority of the spiritual state of the poor, patient man over the rich, grateful man. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, وَلَا تَمُدَّنَّ عَيْنَيْكَ إِلَى مَا مَتَّعْنَا بِهِ أَزْوَاجٌ مِّنْهُمْ زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا لِنَفْتِنَهُمْ فِي وَرِسْكُ رَبِّكَ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى and do not extend your glance towards what we have given to some of them to enjoy from the splendor of life of this world through which we test them. But the provision of your Lord is better and more enduring. It is from the perfection of a leader and a testament to his acumen that he takes into consideration the weakest of his people. This is one of the reasons why the life of the Prophet ﷺ is in and of itself one of the proofs of his prophethood. Another reason for the Prophet ﷺ's choice of poverty is as he himself proclaims, I wish, I wish to eat my fill one day and stay hungry one day, so that I may be patient and grateful. In this way, he was able to join the two, between the two states of shukr and sabr, which are the two primary avenues of drawing, of drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Through his voluntary hungry and destitution, he manifested the perfection of his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most high. Ultimately, this hadith captures the intimate conversation between the lover and the beloved. In essence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa What do you want? The life of this world or me? And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is responding with humility that he desires nothing but the pleasure of his beloved Allah. An Aisha radiallahu ta'ala qalat qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya Aisha Law shittu la sarat ma'i jibal al-dhahab Ja'ani malakun in hujazatahu latusawi al-ka'ba Faqal Inna rabbaka yakra'u alayka salam Wa yakulu lak In shatta nabiyyan abdan Wa in shatta nabiyyan malikan Qal Fa nadartu ila jibra'il Qal Fa ashara ilayya anda'a nafsa 
قال فقلت نبيا عبدا قال فكان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بعد ذلك لا يأكل متكئا يقول آكل كما يأكل الأب وأجلس كما يجلس الأب عائشه رضي الله تعالى عنها نيرشت مسجد الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said oh Aisha if I had wished mountains of gold would have followed me such an angel came to me that the height of his mere waistband matched the size of the Kaaba this angel said your lord conveys a salam to you and ask do you wish to be a slave prophet or a king prophet i looked toward jibrail alayhi salatu wasalam and he made a gesture to me to be humble i then responded i wish to be a slave prophet aisha radiyallahu ta'ala has stated that after this incident the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would not eat reclining instead he would say i eat just as a slave eats and i sit just as a slave sits commentary Throughout history there were other prophets who were kings like the king the prophets Dawood and Suleiman alayhi salatu wassalam or prophets who were slaves who lived to, who lived in austerity like the prophets Isa and Yahya alayhi salatu wassalam none of the prophets were bestowed both bounties and given a choice other than our master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam we see in the above mentioned hadith that after the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam chose the path of slavery of slavehood and austerity he immediately adjusted certain aspects of his life He will not sit reclining during meals and adopted a utter humility in all of his action. This indicates that the path we choose in life comes with practical implications. In other words, when we say we are Muslims, it means we must also live as practically as practicing Muslims. Likewise, if Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has blessed us with knowledge, we should adopt the demeanor and noble habits of the scholars and the righteous. If Allah blesses us with children, we must choose the path of being positive role models for them. If we are running institutes or organizations, we must be responsible leaders and deal with fairness, equity and trustworthiness. We can learn many lessons from these hadiths wherein Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is giving the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam an option of how to live. Everything he did and all the choices he made were reflected of this rank of utmost servitude, slavehood, and humility before Allah. Whether it was his eating, sitting, sleeping, bedding or overall lifestyle, all of it reflected slave slavehood and humility. As a leader and role model for all of humanity, had he chosen the lifestyle of a king and adopted the path of affluence, his example would have not been universal. It would have been served as an example for the wealthy one alone, excluding the weak and the poor. But choosing a life of austerity and simplicity, his lifestyle earned the admiration of the rich and exemplified solidarity with the poor. You know the the chairs that we have and the tables that we sit on, to an extent, they're made where we're reclining, whereas. It is makro, and according to some makro tahrimi, to recline and lay down and eat like this. That is, even if you're sitting on a table or a chair, make sure your back is not leaning. It is against the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The description of the roughness of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam spread and pillow. قال عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه جئت فاذا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في مشربه له او غرفه وانه لعلى حسير ما بينه وبينه شيء وتحت وتحت راسه وساده من ادم حشوها ليف وان عند رجليه قرضا مصبورا وعند راسه اهبا معلقا فرايت اثر الحصير في جنبه فبكيت فقال ما يبكيك فقلت يا رسول الله إن كسرى وقيسر فيما هما فيه وأنت رسول الله فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما ترضى أن تكون لهم الدنيا ولنا الآخرة سيدنا عمر رضي الله تعالى narrates I came to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم and found him in his room lying down on a straw mat with nothing between him and the mat 
He had a pillow under his head that was made of leather and stuffed with palm fibers. Gathered by his feet were some bark for tanning. Hanging by his head were some leather water bags. I'll sell marks on his side from the straw mat. And I began to weep, I began to cry. He asked, he sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked, why are you crying? I replied, O Messenger of Allah, the, per the emperors of Persia and Rome both enjoy luxurious living while you, being the Messenger of Allah and in this condition, he sallallahu alayhi wasallam then replied, are you not pleased knowing that the life of this world is for them while for us is the everlasting hereafter? Commentary. Umar radiallahu ta'ala is describing the scene in detail so that the humble state in which he saw the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam can be fully conveyed to us. From this incident, we can learn that the proper perspective of a believer should be, we are grateful for whatever worldly luxuries Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us, while remaining mindful that the pleasures and luxuries of his life are only temporary. The real life and pleasure we seek are in the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا هَذِيَ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَهُ وَلَعِبُ وَإِنَّ الدَّارِ الْآخِرَةِ لَهِيَ الْحَيَوَانِ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ What is a life of this world but amusement and play? Surely the next life is indeed the true life, if only they knew. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka.